Oh, hello, your girl is back. Happy, happy new year. What's good? What's up, everybody? It has felt like it's been way too long, and I am so excited for the start of season four. Come on, somebody. Season four of the show. Like, okay. Yeah, y'all, we're in season four, and I'm so excited. I'm so excited about this season because it's starting off on a really, really good note. But before I get started, I just have to say I hope you enjoyed your Christmas, your New Year. I hope it was filled with everything you wanted to be and much more because mine was fantastic, fantabulous, and I hope yours was too. Okay, let's dig in. Today's episode is featuring an incredible person that I just, I can't speak highly enough of her. I found her on social media, specifically Twitter. Shout out to Twitter. And um, I had been following her and would, you know, respond to, I responded to one of her um, posts on Twitter and just found her to be that much more amazing when we had just a brief conversation. And I was like, I have to get this girl on the show. I have to get her on my show. I have to get her on my show. And y'all, it happened. And uh, today's episode is featuring her. Y'all, I'm so excited about this episode. This was not supposed to be the episode, the first episode of the season. I actually was going to make it someone else, but something else, I mean. But I was so excited about this episode that I was like, oh, well, you know what? <laughs> We're gonna, you know, release this episode sooner than I expected. I mean, I already had everything planned out and recorded and set to go. I knew what episode was going to be the first one for this season. But after this interview, I was like, oh, this has got to get out. Y'all have got to hear how incredible and how much, I mean, she just drops wisdom after wisdom. This is definitely one of my best interviews thus far. I, I genuinely loved it and I hope you do too. So let me stop like just wetting your appetite. Let's just get straight into it. Here is my conversation with the incredible, wonderful Ashley Hobbs. Ashley, thank you so much for agreeing to do this um, interview. Like I am so appreciative. Um, I've been a fan of you for a long time, believe it or not. I actually first started, I don't know how I found you, actually. <laughs> um, I think I was just being the creep that I am and stalking online. And um, I stumbled across your page. And I think you're also friends with um, somebody else that I know. I will not really know her, but knew of her. Um, so I was like, oh, they know each other. This is kind of cool. And then um, what really like intrigued me about you um, was you were talking about, this was like, I actually have the tweets pulled up. Um, in August 2017, you were talking about, you know, on Twitter about baptism and your cookout and how you loved your church community and um, how you grew up in church your whole life and you never dreamed of a faith community being like that. And I was like, oh my gosh, I know the feeling because I had just moved from um, where I was in Virginia and the church community I was a part of, um, I left, you know, after eight years of being a part of that community and coming, you know, I'm in a great church now, but it's so much bigger and the feeling isn't you know, there anymore. So I just, I remember after that conversation, I was like, okay, I have to, you know, 
keep looking out. I have to see what this girl is about. And then I started looking at your readings and your work. I was like, she is amazing. So I'm honored. I'm genuinely honored that you agreed to this. Oh my God, that's so awesome. Like, you know, it's so funny. Like sometimes when, when you're, you know, just tweeting or whatever, you don't really think about like how far it goes or who um, comes across it. So that's really awesome. I'm so glad to hear that. And I'm just, I'm really honored to, um, you know, for you to, to have asked me to be on your podcast. I think um, what you're doing is really dope. Um, so any, anything I can add to it, I'm all for it. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, so my podcast is all about purpose, and it's all about um, I myself am pursuing purpose. I'm at that place where I'm very purpose-focused and purpose-driven, and my goal and my heart is to inspire as many people to first know that they have a purpose. Um, I know that's rhetoric that we hear a lot in the church, but when I talk to people, it's I find it that a lot of people older and younger have decided to settle and um, live life very uh, at a very normal mundane state. And I'm like, but you've been called for so much more. You've been called to live life, uh, an amazing life. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to step out and I'm going to pursue purpose and I'm going to document that on Take a Shot. And my goal is that others that see that would be inspired and motivated to say, you know what, I want to wake that something up in me too. I want to pursue purpose too. And I see you doing that. Um, you are a, freela- a freelance writer and a producer. Mm-hmm. Your work has been featured on Ma- Madame Noir, Exo Nicole, Urban Cuz, Proharriet. I mean, just to name a few, that's, that's amazing. Um, is this your purpose? Would you call it your purpose? And if you would, um, how did you find, how did you know that this was your purpose? Yeah, no, that's a really great question. Um, I think it took me a while, I think, because for me, when I first started out, like even just with social media years and years and years ago, right. Um, it was very new and it was kind of like everybody's looking at everybody else to figure out, well, what are they doing? And Oh my God, they're successful. So maybe I should try that or, you know, like, like that. And so I dealt with a lot of like comparison and trying to, right. um, Yes. You know what I mean? Like trying to like really talk myself up to make myself seem like this great person. Right. Um, instead of just being who I am. Right. And yeah, and I think it took me a while, like I'm 32 years old. And I, to be very honest, I don't think I really understood what my purpose was until 2018. Wow. Yeah. I think for a very long time, I was, I, I think that I was operating in my purpose in, in small ways, but I wasn't mm-hmm. fully immersed in it until 2018. Wow. Um, and so I guess the way that I would define my purpose is like, I'm here to create content and experiences that encourage, um, inform, connect, and evoke, right? Like, I'm an encourager by nature. Like, mm-hmm. all of my friends, they know, like, if you need somebody to pep talk you, Ashley's going to pep talk you. Like, right. it, like by the time I get done, you will want to run for president. You will want to fly <laughs> to the moon. You know what I mean? Like, I that's, the type, that's the type of person that I am. Yes. Um, and so... I think that God really just had me on a path to really understanding that that's who I am as Mm -hmm. a person. Cause I don't think I understood that for years. You Mm -hmm. know, I was trying to be like other people for so many years. And then I just realized like, listen, like this is your lane. Like this this is what is for you to do. And I think that's just 
that's that's what my purpose is. And then I, the the other part to that though is there's a lot of people out here who want to inspire people, right? And there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I feel like if in, inspiration is not like coupled with something that's actionable, come on, it's gonna die out. So yeah. it's, it's like going to church, right? And after church yeah. is over, you're like, "Ooh, that preacher preach, girl." Yeah. And they will be like, oh, "You know, well, what did you take away from it?" Right. And you're like, "Well, you know." I don't know. It, I just felt really good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's great that you feel good, but like, how can you apply this to your life? Like, what yeah, yeah. You now have. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's something that I'm trying to do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still growing in that respect, but I think that's, that's a big part of my purpose as well. Ah, that's awesome. And I, I love the piece where you talked about at first you were comparing a lot and that is the thing. And if I be, you know, perfectly you know, honest, that is a thing that I'm like fighting against in, especially this year, because a lot of last year I compared and compared and compared and compared, and it was robbing me of who I am and the gift that I am. And it, caused me to realize, you know what, I am unique. I am different. And knowing that, because you can know that, because, you know, you grow up in church, you hear the word all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, the, like you talked about the application, there's a difference between, you know, I know this and um, now I'm choosing to live it out. I'm choosing to walk it out because I want this, every, all the wisdom that I'm hearing, I apologize about that, but all the wisdom that I'm hearing, I want this to be, um, applicable in my life. I want to see results in my life. Um, I want to, before I was rudely interrupted by my email, (laughs) I want to talk to you about, uh, since we're on the topic of of church, kind of talking about that, you have in your bio that you are a proud member of the church in the wild. When I saw that, I was like, what? Okay. Okay. What is that about? Tell me a little bit. What is, what does that mean? You're a proud member of the church in the wild. Okay, so I mean, obviously, everybody knows that song. It was a Jay Z, and he was like, "There's no church mm-hmm. in the wild," or whatever. And I like, I started thinking about that really seriously because, um, like, quick story: I grew up in like the Apostolic Pentecostal, like Holiness Church, right? And mm-hmm. for people who don't know, that particular denomination is very, very, very strict, like mm-hmm. very. Um, in so many different ways from, from your outward appearance to where you can go and you can't go and things of that sort. Mm -hmm. So while, while that experience, it gave me a very solid, like biblical foundation. Right. Um, it was extremely isolating, Mm -hmm. um, because it kind of like classed us off. Right. It was like those who were saved shouldn't mix with those who aren't, you know, and, if you tried to pursue creative passions and careers and stuff, that was just like a sin, you mm. know? Um, and then as I got older and I really experienced God for myself, I kind of recognized like, okay, this logic is like really like tragically flawed. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it, made, it really made no sense. Um, and so I was just thinking like, what good is the church if it operates like Come out of superiority right like right. we're superior right. to you we don't reach out to anybody outside of the four walls like right. what good are we how are we actually living out what jesus called us to do 
if right. we just cross ourselves off from everybody else. That's good. Um, and how true would I be to myself if I denied, you know, my calling into social media and film and theater and all the spaces yeah. that the church told me I shouldn't go. Like yeah. that makes no sense. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so um, I say that to say like me saying I'm a proud member of church in the wild is just because I feel like God is everywhere. Mm-hmm. And we're called to be like him and go anywhere and everywhere we're called. Right. So mm. that's, that's kind of like how I'm seeing it. I'm, I, I can use social media as a platform, right. Even though right. I've, I can't even tell you how many sermons I've heard about how social media is evil. Wow. And I'm, you have no clue how yeah. like people are encouraged through social media, things yeah. that people yeah. never say to their pastors, yeah. things they would never say to their family. Like they, they feel a freeness or a freedom mm-hmm. because freeness is not a word. Um, <laughs> freedom. It can't be today. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right. <laughs> We're just making them up. <laughs> right. 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 Um, but yeah, I just feel like the greatest work sometimes that, or no, pretty much all the time that we do goes on outside of the traditional um, four walls of the church. And yeah, so that's it. I, th- I feel like that's what I'm called to. Um, and I, I see the impact that it's having. And so I know that it's like, divinely purposed you wow. know that is awesome that's awesome because a lot of people um because you know you grow up you know in the church and there's this sense of of course you know honoring the people that are speaking into your life but I love that you were able to say you know what I I was able to take you know the meat and speed up spit out the bones I was able to to hear and take the word and let that live in me but I have to go where God is calling me to I have to be obedient and so I you know I take this and I and I move on and I do what I know God called me to do and um and I love that you're still in the church you didn't give up because that's what a lot of a lot of people do that you know they get you know they get teaching that maybe may not be you know 100% right or they're hurt or whatever the case may be and you know they decide to leave completely but you were able to say yeah I you know I dealt with you know hearing some doctrine that maybe wasn't right or some traditions that weren't actually biblical and but I'm able to take what I learn and still know I'm still you know God is still good and they did wrong but God is still good and so I'm gonna go and I'm going to pursue my purpose um, where he's called me to pursue my purpose and still pursue him because I know that I you know I'm good in him you know I'm yes I'm good in him I love that I love that so let's talk in talking about pursuing purpose um I want to talk about the reality because you, it seems like you've been doing this for a bit of time. So I want to talk about the reality of what that's like, because, you know, we get really excited, especially when the start of the year. So it's, I'm very, you know, I very much believe in new year being better, you know, starting, but um, I also want to talk about the reality of, okay, you're excited to start. What do you do when that excitement is gone? You know, what does, what does purpose look like when all the excitement of starting is gone and you're, you know, you know, moving forward, you're, you know, you're still in it. What does it look like emotionally, mentally? How do you keep pushing? How do you keep motivated? What has that been like for you? Yeah. Oh my God. It's, uh, this is so funny because when I was thinking about like, what my answer would be to this question, it literally went right into the same vein that you just said. So like, I, when I think about me, like pursuing purpose and passion, like I feel like the best analogy I can give is like a plane trying to take off, but it just can't get enough height. Wow. Um, and that's, 
that's kind of what it was for the first few years because mm-hmm. going back to the whole comparison thing, mm-hmm. it was really hard for me to, you know, get the confidence that I needed in order to keep pushing through. Cause I was constantly looking at other people. Right. I think I was looking at other people more than I was focused on what yeah. I should actually be doing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I didn't have the confidence for follow through. I started well, mm-hmm. but by the time I got like somewhere towards the middle, it was just like, oh, I, I probably shouldn't be doing this. Like they do it better than me. Wow, wow, gonna, yeah. You know what I mean? Like nobody's going to like really listen to what I have to say. Like right, all these different Right. People. Yes, 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 yes. Girl, you're in my head. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you know, like the whole thing about imposter syndrome, like mm-hmm. I don't have to be in this space. Like mm-hmm. the people, they, they seem so much more confident than me. They're funnier than, you know, all these different stupid things that we tell ourselves. Right. And it keeps us from just pursuing what we're supposed to be pursuing. And like, I remember uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes got me all the way together one day with one of his sermons because he was saying, he said, you've never seen what you could become if you threw your whole self at your dream. He was like, you've always been casual and never committed. And so you've never seen. Wow. Um, and I was like, oh, Bishop, like you really just decided to step on both my feet today. Come on. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, he's, you right. You right. So it was just kind of like that. Honestly, that sermon, I don't even remember the name of the sermon, but like mm-hmm. that was the one that kind of just really made me stop and look at myself and was just like, okay, either you're going to commit or you're not right. That's like it. either you're going you're gonna to figure it out as you go along. That's it. And or that's you're just going to quit and you're going to go do something that's safe. That's it. Oh, my gosh. Girl, oh, my yeah. gosh. You're exciting me because that's <laughs> exactly where I am in 2019. Mm. It's like, you know what? I am choosing to let go of, because I still feel those fears and the temptation to, you know, compare myself to other people. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I, that's like my, one of my words. I have a lot. I realize I have a lot of words. <laughs> for 2019, but one of my words for 2019 is commitment. I'm going to commit. I'm going to see this thing through because the first thing is because God, you've been faithful to me. So I'm going to be faithful to you with this gift and see where it goes. So when those feelings of come of insecurity, of inferiority, of, you know, not being good enough, smart enough, of everybody else is doing this, um, what makes me so different, when those come, I take that to him. I'm like, right, I'm feeling this, you know, what, what's the truth about this? Because this isn't going to stop me. It almost stopped me, uh, you know, in 2017 and 2018, but this is a new year and I feel something different. I feel you doing something different and I want to be yes. a part of whatever this thing is that you're doing. So yes. help me to commit. And yes. so I love that. That's my, I love that. Cause one of the things that, you know, I've been talking about on my episodes of my podcast is, you know, commitment. Um, and I haven't put that out yet, but it's commitment. And it's, you know, we, people look down on the new year, new me and the motivation part that comes in 2019. But I'm like, you don't have to look down on that. You can take this as, a, as an opportunity and say, I'm going to grab the bull by the horns. I'm going to get on and I'm never going to let go. And I'm going to see what God has for me. So I love, love, love that you talked about, about that. And yeah. even speaking in to, uh, about commitment, you, um, I wanted to talk about, you know, this platform that you started Spark and Bloom and you let me know that you had moved on from that, but you still have this commitment to telling 
women's stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, why us? Like, what, what about our story <laughs> do you <laughs> want to tell? I think, um, I, I, so I've just been drawn to storytelling in general since I was a child when I got mm-hmm. my first journal um, mm-hmm. and I would write little stories and things in it. And, and everything was all, it always revolved around being a girl, right? And then right. as I got older, it was in, you know, womanhood and things of that sort. And mm-hmm. my favorite authors were people like Maya Angelou, Alice mm-hmm. Walker, Toni Morrison, Toni Cade Bambara. Mm-hmm. All, they all dealt with woman, girlhood and womanhood from a Black woman's perspective. Right. And I just feel as though women's stories have been um, kind of like condensed um, past, you know what I mean? And made into something that fit different narratives instead of allowing us to be fully who we are um, and to have those conversations about what it looks like to be a multifaceted woman or multifaceted little girl. Wow, wow. Have interests that people wouldn't necessarily associate with being a girl or being a woman, right? And yeah. um, I, I think that our stories really are are inspiring. And it, it, our stories don't have to be inspiring because of how much pain we can tolerate. Because I think that's a thing. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, for, it's always like, oh my gosh, she's so strong. She's so strong because she was able to get through this, that, and a third. And it's like, but listen, like you're, 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 you're making my strength, um, hang on how much I can take off people. And I don't know that that's right. (laughs) Wow. You know? Um, and so I want to tell people's stories. I want to amplify people's voices. Um, which is why I, I like to interview people who a lot of people may not know about because I'm like, Everybody is vying for those top actresses and directors and, you know, people who everybody knows. But sometimes the biggest lessons that most of the time, the biggest lessons that I've learned have been from people who are across the room from me. You know what I mean? That's good. Um, Yeah. So I think I think there's so much power in just connecting with people who are who are right near us and amplifying those stories. Like I can tell the story of my mom, who's a teacher Mm-hmm. And just as much from that as I would from, I don't know, having a conversation with Oprah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, there's absolutely value everybody's story, regardless yes. of what height you've made it to. And so yes. I think that's that's my big thing when it comes to telling women's stories. That's amazing. And just just what I was like, wait, I wanted to I was I wanted to break this down. You talked about women's stories not have their strength, not hanging in on their pain. And yeah. it's so funny because a while ago, um, you know, the this the story, the strong black woman, yeah. um, a lot of that hangs on uh, our pain. Mm-hmm. And you know, so it's like, of course, strength, uh, pain produces, uh, you know, a strength. I'm not denying that. But I love how you said that because my strength doesn't always have to derive from my pain. Mm-hmm. I am strong. And the truth of the matter is, even with the strong black woman thing, it's a lot of the times when we, you know we're dealing with pain, it's okay. Well, to be honest, I'm not always strong. I actually don't like that. I don't like hearing that, you know, so often because I'm not always strong when I'm going through pain and I'm going through things, I'm crying and I'm screaming and I'm the strength that you see is I'm on my knees and I'm asking for more strength from the one who gives strength. So I wonder wonder too, though, like if we've been defining strength as the wrong thing, right? Like 
sometimes I feel like when I cry, it takes, sometimes it takes strength to cry, right? Yeah, because like, everybody's trying so hard not to show emotion and, and to just push through. Yeah, sometimes it takes strength to not try to just push through and sit with whatever it is yeah, that you're going through. And yeah. I think sometimes it's just reimagining all these different things in the way that we have set it up in life. Like, I, I don't know, I don't know that strength can just be defined as mm. being emotionless and, yeah, you know, that's just good. That's good. Crazy, you know? That's good, that's good, that absolutely, that's good. Oh my gosh, girl, yeah. you're breaking it down and we haven't even got to half of the interview. I'm trying to get all these questions <laughs> in because I'm like, I want to keep to the time, but this is so good. Okay, <laughs> so you're talking about, you are, we're talking about in Sparkling Blue, you are now starting a new par- platform. Um, I don't know if you wanted to talk about that because you haven't put out that much information on it, but being the curious cat that I am, <laughs> I looked and I found that you're, you have something brewing in the little corner of the internet. It's called Temple and Riot. Yes. Um, can you talk about that? Like what that's about? First of all, I love that name and I want to talk about the name, why the name and what we can expect from that platform. Yeah, no, absolutely. I can talk about it. Um, so <laughs> it's funny because this is um, Temple and Rights, like third iteration. Um, okay. I started this back in 2015. And again, this goes back to the whole thing of not having enough confidence to really follow through with things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, in 2015, I didn't know who I was completely. So right. Temple and Wright was kind of like a shell of what it actually should have been. Mm-hmm. And so... Now that I have so much more clarity, um, it's coming back in February um, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's just, it's really evolved. So basically it's, I consider Temple and Riot to be a safe digital space for creatives um, who are finding living and or figuring out their faith. Um, It's official relaunch will be in February um, and it's going to consist of written um, feature articles. Okay. um, And a podcast. Okay. which I call um, an audio love letter to creatives. Um, oh. And it's just going to be a place I feel for um, creatives to, how do I say, like for creatives to be able to hold both their creative side and their spiritual side. Okay. Um, and to really understand how those two go together. Cause I think a lot of times we separate them mm-hmm. out of fear that people won't get it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they go together much more they're separate so um it's going to be a place where that will be able to happen um and obviously like I'm a writer I love written interviews I love well-written interviews yeah 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 so I'm going to be doing a lot more I have a few that are up on the site right now from years past mm-hmm. um but I'm going to have a lot more um with just really incredible people who are creatives and who are spiritual um just so we can have those conversations and it's just going to be it's it's I, I had to simplify it because I think before I was trying to do way too much and it got right. overwhelming. Right. Um, and I'm like, oh, it's just going to be the writing and it's mm-hmm. going to be the podcast. Okay. And that's it for right now until I decide to do something more. But I just want it to really be a safe space for um, creatives who are finding, living, and or figuring out their faith. That's awesome. I'm excited. I'm excited for the launch. It sounds like it's going to be something good. If it's anything like the way this interview is going and how, I mean, I'm getting so much. So um, I'm excited about it. But I do want to ask you, though, how you talked about um, you are, you know, in higher education and um, 
but you're also freelance writing and you're also producing and, you know, you create these platforms and things. And so I want your, you know, advice on just, you know, we talked about the practical er earlier on about, you know, being inspired, but also the practical side of things. So how do you like balance? How do you, you know, manage your time to get things done um, and to be, you know, fruitful with what you have? Yeah. So, um, it's become a lot easier, um, since I moved, um, to Jersey cause I was in DMV for a year and then I moved back up, back up to Jersey. It's been a lot, it's become a lot easier because I was able to let go of a career that no longer was part of my journey, which was higher education. Okay. Uh, so I let go of that and I decided to put all of my energy into moving into the direction I felt like I was called to, which okay. is, film and media and theater. And so right now I'm working part-time at a wonderful theater. Okay. Um, and I am also freelancing. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's funny because when you have a nine to five, it's like your days are pretty much planned for you and you mm -hmm. have to gather your time around that nine to five to figure out yeah. how you're going to take care of your personal stuff, you know, like your right. creative pursuits. Right. For now I love you know, working part-time in the theater and then working part-time as a freelancer because I can, I'm in control of my schedule, right? Okay. Like I'm in control of how this is going to look. Right. Um, and as much as I love it, sometimes it can be a little overwhelming because I have to make sure that I'm scheduling things and maximizing my time. Right. Um, but what has worked for me has been selecting certain days for certain things. Okay. So, for example, say like Mondays, I'm not working at the theater. Mondays are, are for me to get all of my writing done. So if I know I have three articles to write, I bang those out on Monday, okay. um, edit those on Monday. Like that's what Monday is dedicated to. Okay. Then on Tuesday, like I'm recording, say like my, my podcast love letters, mm -hmm. um, and maybe like creating graphics that I need to create, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and it kind of goes like that okay. just because I know what it feels like to try to multitask and I, I hate multitasking. I hate it. Really? I, it, I feel like I, whenever I try to multitask, I am doing a bunch of stuff mm -hmm. and then nothing actually gets completed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I hate that feeling. It's like you did a bunch of stuff all day and nothing is actually done by right. the end of the day. Yeah. So I think that's the way that I find balance. And I'm, I'm also a person where it's just like, I refuse to be stressed. Mm -hmm. I had surgery in um it's September behind stress. Like I had a bunch of stomach issues because wow. of the stress of my last job. Wow. Um, I said to myself, you are never going to allow this to happen to you again. Wow. If it, it, like there's nothing so urgent on my job. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> sleepover or that I won't be able to eat behind. Like I will never allow that to happen to me again. So it was crazy because I felt like that emergency surgery was, was my wake up call. Wow. And I was like, I don't care if I have to take a lesser paycheck right now, um, in order wow. to build into what I want to do later, but I'm, I'm not going to be stressed out by work. Yeah, that's good. That's good. You're not gonna, that's good. Yeah. Can't kill yourself over somebody else's dream. Come on. And especially if, you know, say God forbid, like I was working at my previous job and I had to have surgery they would have found somebody to replace me in a minute because come you know, on. Yeah, that's it. You know I mean? That's it. That's it. It's nothing, it's nothing to like take offense to. It's just something that you sh like, we should all just really understand. Like when you're working for someone else, you are on their timetable. 
Mm-hmm. If you can't do what they're asking you to do, you are expendable. Mm-hmm. And when I thought about that in that way, I was like, I've got to put myself first and know that I'm healthy. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and so that's part of the, you know, the, I know you asked a question about balancing, but that's part of what helped me to learn how to balance was like, listen, if I'm not healthy, I cannot complete the task that God has assigned to me. Like that's I can't, it. you know, it's mm-hmm. impossible for me to do it to the best of my ability. So I'm going to make sure I'm eating right. I'm going to make sure I, I started taking salsa classes. Like I was not playing. Oh, wow. And I'm getting fit. Like I'm doing all the things that I need to do in order for me to be well balanced in life yeah. so that I can complete this task, this assignment. That's yeah. it. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I'm, I'm excited. I'm happy that you are, you know, doing well and, and I pray that you continue to do well. That's amazing. Yes, thank you. Um, I want to talk about your work. Mm-hmm. I want to get into that a little bit. Um, and although I'm not going to be able to talk about all of it, I pulled out certain quotes um, and from them and I want to discuss them. And I just pulled ones out that I could have pulled out a whole bunch from one article, but I just pulled uh, some quotes out that I wanted you to kind of break down a little bit more. Um, so I want to start with, is hustle culture toxic? And I, first of all, I love, 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 love this article um and I love this part where you say when we overwork to prove ourselves and fit into culture we erase our finish lines Mm -hmm. without still moments of reflection appreciation and celebration we're just mindless minions enslaved to the chaos of, of to the chase I'm sorry to the chase of some pot of gold that will always be off just off in the distance. Can you break that down? First of all, starting with um, erasing when we overwork to prove ourselves in fancy culture, erasing our finish lines. What, what do you mean by that? Yeah, I, I, this is like from personal experience. Like I have recognized in the past, like looking back at my career trajectory, how I never took time to celebrate how far I had, I had come. Or my accomplishments and things of that sort. It was always like, well, I have to get to the next thing because that person is doing whatever and I have to get to that level. Mm -hmm. I have to get to the next level and I have to get to the next level. And it's like, but where, like, I feel like life is a series of races Mm -hmm. and it's like, you're, it's like you're, you're overworking yourself. You're overexerting yourself and the race just never ends. Like you're going in a constant circle. And so that's what I mean by like, we erase our finish lines because it's like, we can never get to a place where we say, okay, that was a job well done. Right. And, that's good. You know what I mean? And breathe and then go on to what's next. It's kind of like, okay, we did something great. All right, whatever. That doesn't matter. Cause I still want to get to the next. The next yeah. Oh girl. Girl, get out of my head. Please. <laughs> it's like, it's okay to pat yourself on the back and take a breather and to even just what I like to do now is to really sit and journal and reflect on yes, yes. that thing that just yes. happened because it yes. was great, yes. you know? Yes. Yes. Um, what I learned from it, like the good things and the things that I probably won't do in the future and then take those things that I've learned and I was able to meditate on mm-hmm. for the next race that I have to run. Yeah. But I, you know, so many times we just kind of like, we just keep going and keep going and keep going and we burn out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh girl. It's so funny because that's like my one prayer this year. Cause I'm like, I, first of all, uh, in recording my episodes, I realized that I want to put a series called celebrating progress. And Mm -hmm. cause I realized like I have 
even in where I've come so far, um, I first started, you know, I started out, you know, writing a blog in what, 20, 2016. Mm-hmm. And I'm here now and I'm like, I'm even with all that I've been through, I'm still, I'm still in this. And this will be my fourth season. And so first with the comparing, I'm like, well, I haven't gotten as far as I want to and da da da. But also secondly, in it's like, I haven't, I haven't celebrated myself. I haven't, you know, said, Hey, look, how right. far look, you know, even with the messages that I've received of just the thank yous and the, all of that, I haven't looked back to say you are, you know, God is using your voice to influence and impact for, you know, for better. And right. I haven't, you know, I haven't celebrated that. And so I realized this year, my one prayer is like, God, I don't know how, but help me not to burn out because I do work, you know, a nine to five. And, um, I, although I love it and I feel like I am also making an impact where I am. Um, you're also right in that I, you know, I'm stuck to that time when I'm there, I can't, you know, focus on, this other thing that I'm trying to build. And so I'm just like, give me the, the wisdom to, to not, you know, burn out, give me the, the ability to manage my time to not burn out. So I definitely love that piece of just celebrating and not looking at trying to prove yourself to anybody and just like, you know what, this is my piece and I'm focused on that. And God, you do what you want with this, but that's it. I'm looking at mine. I'm even gone to the point where I'm like, I'll just post something online. And usually like, I'll wait for the reaction. Cause I'm like, I want to, you know, what are people going to say that are not now? I don't even do that anymore. I'm just like, I post it, I'm done. And I, you know, and I leave and I'm like, let me go do something else or, you know, spend some time with my sister or whatever the case may be. Right. Just so I'm just not you know, emotionally draining myself from getting, not getting the feedback that I want or whatever the case may be. So that's good. I love it. I love it. And then I want to talk to you about um, this other article that I don't know which one is my favorite (laughs) of all these articles, but I absolutely love, love, love this article as well. It says, you're not an aspiring anything. Just when I read that title alone, I was like, set us free, Ashley. Just give us a word (laughs) and set us free, okay? Because I'm going to read the parts of it that really stuck out to me. We get stuck aspiring when we wait for others to validate our value. We get stuck aspiring when we're afraid to do the work of becoming who we were created to be, say it again for the people in the back. (laughs) And then by clinging to the training wheels of being an aspiring anything, we lock ourselves into indefinite infancy. It's like playing in in the kiddie pool when you're 45. It's safe and it's also weird. I don't even know <laughs> where I want to. I just want you to break it down. I just want you to because I just I could go. I go all day. You see how excited I am. You see how excited I am because I get it. Like I understand it. So what? 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 Can you break down that quote? Can you break down just your reasoning behind this article? Yeah, I mean, and so so I'll preface preface this by saying like pretty much every, no, no, everything, 100% of the things that I write are because it's almost like I'm talking to myself, right? Uh-huh. Like yeah. I'm looking at something that I've done mm-hmm. and I'm like, girl, get it together. Right. So that's what I'm thinking a lot of times when I'm writing these things. And I'm like, what would I say to myself now that I have this wisdom? Right. right? right. And just the whole idea of, of posting that we're aspiring to do something or we're trying to do something. It's like, no, if you're doing it, 
you are that, right? Mm, that's it. And I think sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes we're hiding behind aspiring. Yeah. We really are afraid of the work it's going to take to create or to be become better, right? Yes. At what we're trying to do. Yes. Yes. That's what it was for me. Like I was terrified of putting in the time because what if it doesn't work out? Right? Mm-hmm. What if I don't get the acclaim that everybody else was yes. doing? Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. What if I I I put in all this work and I'm still in the same spot next year? Right, right. And the truth of it is, is that if you're putting in any amount of work, you're going to progress, whether it's wow. by leaps and bounds or it's by a couple of feet, you're going to progress. The only thing is like, you just need to look at what you were doing and figure out how to up it for the next season. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yes. Um, yeah. And I think we, we, we confine ourselves to these tiny, tiny, tiny little boxes when mm-hmm. we just when we say that we're just aspiring or, or I'm just an assistant or I'm just this, or I'm just, no, like you're a writer. Yeah. You are a podcast host. Come you on. are a doctor. You are whatever it is that you are. Oh. You are. Yes. Yeah. And it's okay oh. to say that this is what you are. Oh my um, God. Yes. I just, yeah. I mean, I don't want to, not another day in my life. I don't want to play myself down because I'm afraid that someone else is going to say, like, oh, you ain't really doing nothing or, or that ain't really oh, about what? You don't have 20,000 followers. You don't have this. You don't. Yes. And it's just like, oh. before, there, before followers was a thing, people were still doing Come on. what they were doing. Oh my God. You know God, what I mean? Bro. I could shout. Oh my God. Before likes was a thing, people were still writing. Yes. still pursuing yes. public speaking careers. Yes. It's just a matter of having the confidence and knowing that you have a message, right? Come and on. I think that that's what it's supposed to be. Nobody wants to be in the kiddie pool at 45. Nope. You know what I mean? Nope. Nobody wants that. Or if you do want that, something's wrong with you. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, absolutely. Man, that's real. It's like at some point, I had to say to myself, girl, like, grow up. Like, grow up. Oh, it's fine. You gonna be all right. You know? Yes. Uh-huh. That's it. That's it. Like, so I think that's just, that was the message, I think, behind that, that article. It's just like, listen, you, you can go forth and prosper. You're going to be fine. Yeah, that's it. That's so good, Ash. I literally, girl, you should see me. I was <laughs> church hands trying to keep myself together because I'm like, you are speaking to my soul. Like, <laughs> I mean, just the... I mean, you're right. Absolutely right. We are. We do hide behind this, the aspiring just because uh, for me, I know personally, it's, it's again, back to that comparison piece, you know, you're not doing it like so-and-so and they are really, you know, they're really doing this. You're not. So you can't call yourself that. And right. I, right, I love the power of words because you know what? I'm going to affirm myself with the words I speak. I'm going to believe what I say about myself to myself. I'm going to walk like it, talk like it, act like it unapologetically. And I don't care what you think, how you feel. I do not care because I'm going to own who yes. I am and what God has called me to do. Point blank. Period. Come on. Yes. I, Love it. But I'll tell you, this was my favorite. I literally, I'm going to link all these at the bottom so people can be blessed just like I'm getting blessed right now. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the self-care of ghosting toxic girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not going to lie to you, Ashley. When I first read this, I was like, girl, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, I had to read it again because I was like, I'm really for um, 
you know, talking things out. Like I'm very much, let's mm-hmm. talk things out. But then I also read the piece where the part of the article where you talked about, you know, well, when that doesn't work out and mm-hmm. looking back and thinking about it, I was like, you know, that doesn't, you can try to sit and try to be mature, but not everyone is where you are. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I was like, so there, the ghosting part of it, I was like, <laughs> might have to and I was like this is unpopular opinion but you just might have to do that and it's painful for the other person but you know I mean girl it had me sitting there really like thinking so let me just let me just read to you one of my favorite pieces again I wish we could stay here for hours and just dissect <laughs> the wisdom but you talk about while ignoring her attempts at communication and journeying myself through the experience I realized that I had allowed too many people, not just my friend, unlimited access to me, to my schedule, to my spirit, to my listening ear under the banner of being a good friend. Mm -hmm. I so, like this so resonates with me. Talk to me about this, um, this article, this, um, especially this part where you say you have given yourself unlimited access. Because when you say that, um, when you say that people might not understand that, understand why you cannot always give people unlimited access to you. So break this down to us a little bit. Yeah, it's it's funny. Like the, the title, the title got a lot of people. They were like, oh, no, uh-uh, girl, you shouldn't be ghosting me. And it, the, the truth of it is the, the title was great to get clicks, right? right <laughs> I'm just right, going to say right. it. Like, that was great to get clicks. But right. once people got into the article, I think they started to understand what I was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that one of the things, especially in the age of social media um, and texting and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know how to have healthy boundaries with people. Yeah, that's good. Um, we really don't. And I think when we tell our friends no, or we decide not to answer a text message right away and engage mm-hmm. in this long, draining conversation right away, we mm-hmm. feel like we're being a bad person. Like, yeah. we're not a good friend. Whereas it's like, if I allow your personal issue to drain me, mm-hmm. I'm no good to myself or anybody else. Right? Like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be annoyed with you. Yeah. I'm going to be personally drained. I'm not going to feel like, you know, talking really very much to anybody else because mm-hmm. you've got me in this right. weird space. Yeah. But, like that person didn't, didn't put me in that headspace. I put myself in there by letting them have that kind of access to me. Right. Um, and I think, I think a, a good friendship has healthy boundaries, right? Absolutely. I can tell you. So one of the things that my friends and I have come to the understanding um, of is I, what I always ask when they start telling me certain things, I'm like, okay, is this something that you want my opinion on? Or is this just, just something that you need me to be yes. here for? Yes. I asked that. Yep. I did. I asked that as well. Because I need to set myself up mentally and emotionally um, for whatever it is that you're asking of me, right? Because I want to be able to give whatever I can of what you're asking me to do. And I think sometimes friends, they'll call and they'll tell you a bunch of things. And me as an empath, I'm a person that wants to fix it. Come on. Girl, Mm -hmm. don't be with him. He's been cheating for 10 years, even though he says he loves you, you know, all these different things. But then I had to realize like people are going to do what they want to do, right? Yep. So at the end of the day, there has to be some sort of separation, right? I can't, I can't, be everything to everybody all the time mm-hmm. it's just, I'm not built that way nobody's built that way mm-hmm. um, and so that's where I was going with the article it's like you have to learn how to give what you can give mm-hmm. and be okay with not giving more than that okay. you know not beat yourself up for not giving more than that mm. 
And even, and I love that because even when that, even because that's honestly, it's a new, it's not, it's easier said than done. Especially you talked about being an empath and empath as well. And when I, I love deep and when I, somebody I love is going through pain, um, I want to be there, do there, all those things. But um, I had to come to the realization that, um, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not the end all be all. I'm not God. You make your own decisions. But secondly, I had to come to the point where like the guilt that I'm feeling right now, mm-hmm. um, the guilt I'm feeling for letting that go and for putting myself, for saying, you know what, I can't, I, I don't have, I don't have any more to give you. That mm-hmm. guilt is, um, I had to learn to, because, okay, I'm, I'm taking this uh, boundaries course because I'm really learning about boundaries. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've learned that, you know, the guilt that we feel inside when we say no to somebody else, it's sometimes we have to question that mm-hmm. because, you know, you say, you know, no to somebody, you, you have a hard time saying no to somebody because, you know, maybe you grew up in a household where saying no because of, you know, what you had in you or because you couldn't do it or whatever the case may be was unacceptable. And so you mm-hmm. grow up with that and you grow up and you move in the world and you, you don't, you, you say no, but you feel this internal guilt and that guilt that you're feeling is wrong. Like it's, yeah. it's a feeling, but it's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, you know, that, that cool people always say in order to, to help somebody on a plane, you have to put the mask on yourself first. Yes. And if I'm not breathing, if I'm not go, doing good, then I can't, you know, be good for you. So I, oh my gosh, I lo- like I said, I love this. I'm going to say that about every article because I, I just, I just love it all. So, you know, thank have you, you. Have you read um, Boundaries by Dr. Oh, girl. Yes. Okay. Yes, I yes. have. And I'm taking his course too. Cause I was like, I gotta, you know, I need help with this. So I've yes. read boundaries. I'm reading another, um, another boundaries for like, you know, relationships and all that. I'm reading that. And then also mm-hmm. taking his course. Cause I'm like, girl, that's mm-hmm. something I need help with. You know, to yeah. be honest is just setting those boundaries and, you know, really walking in that and letting these guilt feelings go and all of that stuff. So yeah, I'm telling you, you are speaking my language. <laughs> um, okay. So um, your attitude could be the reason you're stuck. This is another article. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was a, I feel like this is, I like to call it a come to Jesus moment. <laughs> For a lot of people, um, because people don't realize that a big, and I talk about this a lot on my podcast, a big reason why, you know, you're not moving forward. A big reason why, um, is your attitude is the way that you think it's, it's, it's what you believe about yourself. And so, um, because that, that motivates uh, your actions. Um, so you say, I write it off questions like, have you been proactive or only ever act reactive to what's going on in your life? Do you fly by the seats of your pants or do you plan? Do you live from a purely emotional place or do you use wisdom? Mm-hmm. I want to talk to you about what this looked like, because again, we talk about that practical piece that, you know, we love. And I want to talk to you about what it looks like for you, Ashley, to sit down. If you can, I don't even know if demonstrate, <laughs> I don't know, but um, show us what it's like to sit down and maybe do a think aloud. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you um, ask yourself these questions? How do you, you know, to get to the answers that you need to free yourself? How do you do that? Because I feel like a lot of people don't know how to do this. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, it was just honestly looking at my life, like where I was and just writing down um, <clears throat> what I was currently doing, mm-hmm. what I 
what I wanted to do mm-hmm. and what I had not done yet. Mm-hmm. And looking at where the gaps were. Because it's like, for example, right? Like I was working in higher ed, but I knew that I wanted to go into production. What had I done to go into production? That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I hadn't done anything to go into production. So I'm just like, uh, girl, you're your own problem. Like you're not, you're only taking what life has handed you. You're not going out and like really putting yourself out there to get what yeah. you want. Yeah. Or what that you're called to. Yeah. And just really, and honestly too, looking at what my gifts are, like writing down what I be- believed my gifts were um, and my talents and what I was really passionate about. Mm-hmm. And then looking at, okay, so what, what are you doing right now to that's utilize it. those passions and those talents? That's if it. you're not doing anything, then that's where you need to start. Start doing something. Oh. Figure out what that first thing is and start doing it. And be consistent, you yes. Know? yes. Um, and then as far as like being emotional or using wisdom, like I was thinking more with that. I was thinking about like as far as finances and things, because sometimes I can just swipe a credit card like nobody's business because mm-hmm. it's just coming from an emotional place. Like I really just want this thing or I'm, um, uh, what do they call it? Retail therapy. <laughs> like, right, right. And that's know, a real thing. <laughs> some other area of my life is in disarray. It's like, oh, let me go to the mall. Right. You know what I mean, I'm not using wisdom in those cases. And so just really sitting down and looking at things that I purchased and look at like, was this a need or was it a want? Yeah. And if it's only a want, why did I do this? If I, if, if my goal is say like financial freedom, why do I keep making this choice? Oh, wow. That's you know good. I mean? That's and good. What can I do to make better choices? So it really is just, um, I guess writing for me, it's writing down, but some people, I know sometimes what I do too is, um, I'll use my voice notes on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just talk yeah, where I'm at in life, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it will come clear the more that I'm like thinking through it and talk, talking through it or writing through it. And so I think that, I mean, it's kind of like a very general thing, but I, that's, that's just how it works for me. You know, no, that's, that's beautiful. Um, that's why I, you know, talk a lot about journaling or even voicing out your thoughts because you have self-reflection is everything is everything you have to you know reflect so I love that I want to talk to you because we're running out of time (laughs) we're out of time really but I still want to get all these through um I want to talk to you about this thread that I saw on your Twitter account and I absolutely loved it um you say you don't have to I'm going to read just a few lines not everything you don't have to crawl to be loved you don't have to grovel to be loved you don't have to flatter to be loved you don't have to kowtow thank you for teaching me a new word (laughs) kowtow to be loved you don't have to hide pieces of you to be loved real love wants you whole Mm -hmm. I first of all I love that and I want to talk about first of all what inspired this this thread and um how does one get to you know a place of realizing this and living this out and realizing I don't have to do all these things to be loved you know how how does one get to like actually realizing that and walking that out yeah um so what inspired it was I was just thinking through my like 2016 through 2018 experience um and in 2017, I experienced like a really, really bad breakup, like a bad, mm-hmm. <laughs> a really bad breakup mm-hmm. um, to the point that I think that was the lowest I felt. I had like negative, negative 10 uh, self-esteem. Wow. Um, and it was just to the point where I didn't even want 
men to like even look at me like I just didn't I didn't want anything that had anything to do with love I was like nope I'm like I can't do this uh something is wrong with me people I just whatever and so thinking about it now after having done therapy and counseling and praying through it and journaling and right. taking doing photo shoots and feeling myself and all these different things uh-huh. I was like, wow like I'm worthy of love just because I am oh, you know wow. Ooh, that's so hard. <laughs> Girl, like I, I just was thinking about it and I was just like, God loved me before I ever became like an actual human being, right? Yes. Like yes. God loved me before I could ever do anything to be worthy, quote unquote, worthy of love. Right, right. So if God, the creator of everything that we see, feel, hear and experience can love me while I was, before I was in my mother's womb, Come on. then a human being, human beings can love me as I am right now. Right. Yeah. And it's not saying like that we don't grow and evolve or anything like that, but it's just to say like, you, I don't have to make six figures to be loved. Right. Like yeah. I don't have to, you know, have the perfect body measurements to be loved. I'm worthy of it because I exist. Like I'm, I'm here. Right. Yeah, like That's it. That's it. And I think that we, too often, we're trying to, well, we we debase ourselves to make somebody believe that we really want them and that we really deserve to be loved by them. But if they want you to do that to yourself, then they don't really love you. That's you it. Know? That's it. Oh, my God. I, I don't even know what triggered me to um, tweet that out. It was just something I was feeling in the moment and I just kept going. Right. But I was just wow like I really had this realization and it's just like I love myself so much (laughs) now that's it it. I don't think I really loved myself before I experienced that breakup like wow when I I love Ashley like I love Ashley that's it that's it yeah so I think you know that was just what I was thinking when I tweeted that out and it, it you know people really responded to it and I'm so glad because I'm like we really need to understand this especially in the age of like you know, everybody posting picture perfect posts yeah. of in their lives. And it's like, your life is not always going to be perfect. Yeah. Worthy of love in your imperfection, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's, oh, yeah. that's a tweetable moment. You're worthy of love in your imperfection. Yeah. Is a tweet. yeah. I think if we, if we as women, because we love and we love with all of us, I think that if we got that, that I'm worthy of this love mm-hmm. and I, I know my worth and I'm willing to, to wait and find love and, and find love in God and love myself yeah. uh, for, and in doing that, attracting the right person that's worthy of this heart, when we finally get to that place and understand like, you know, this is who I am. I am loved regardless my, my mistakes or lack thereof or my greatness, whatever the case may be, doesn't I'm loved because he loves me and because I was created to be loved. That's, you know what I'm saying? So I, I love that Ashley. I really do. And that's something, you know, especially in pursuing purpose, um, is something that I'm having to, you know, hold on to because it's so easy to, to think, well, maybe if I, if I do something a little bit different, then, you know, I'm going to attract the right person or whatever the case may be. But, you know, I'm walking in that, like I am, I am, beautiful. I am loved. God does love me and his love. I know people, you know, rag on this a lot, a lot, but I believe it's a real thing that God's love does satisfy you and can satisfy you. And, Absolutely. um, 
you know, when it comes to the physicality of, well, he can't, you know, touch or whatever the case may be. Well, I have self-control. I can hold on. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) I can can wait. But I mean, I'm talking about past the physicality of it in the depths of my soul. I'm loved. I'm wanted. I mean, I'm desired all day and every day. I can, I have someone in my life that I can go to and talk to and will never get tired of me. Will never want to not want to hear anything I have to say. I mean, yeah. Flowing from that place, it's like, man, I it's teaching me to walk with such confidence. It's teaching me to say, look, listen, if you don't love and see me and appreciate me for who I am, you are not worthy and you have to yes. and, and it's just, it's so, it's so simple. It's that simple. And when yeah. we really, yeah. really get that in our system, it's like, you, you will never get played ever again in life. Ever. Get that in your system. Like, it's so simple. So yeah. simple. Yeah, because and the thing about it is when you start walking like that, it's like the I don't I don't want to say that I wanted to say the F boys or whatever. <laughs> they don't, they don't they know they can sniff from afar. It's almost like they know like that's not one we can play with. I see it all. I can't play with her, and so they know you know not to approach you any other type of way because of the way that you walk because now you walk with confidence and you know that you're loved and you're not just going to accept bs you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah. um, and, if, and if, the other thing too though is um a friend of mine um he's like one of my big brothers and mm-hmm. we were having a conversation um last year uh, mm-hmm. about the whole situation and he said light attracts all sorts of things right mm-hmm. it's like so, but just because it comes to you does not mean that you have to accept it. Come on. And I, cause, cause in my mind I was saying like, why do I keep getting these kinds of guys? Like, I don't carry myself this way. I don't do this. I don't do that. Right, he was like, right. light attracts everything. If you think about a light being turned on at night, it attracts moths, it yes. attracts flies, it attracts whatever. Yeah. But you don't have to accept. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. It comes from a place of wholeness, right? Like that, it goes back to what you said. It comes from knowing who you are and what you're going to stand for and what you won't. Yeah. It's easy, easy, it's easy to recognize what's not for you when you have that wholeness and you love yourself. It really, yeah. really. Yeah. yeah. That's my heart. That's my heart for, especially, you know, I work in education as well. And with the young women that I talk to, that's my heart mm-hmm. for them is that they would, they would understand that because they go through so much and I'm like, baby, you don't have to go through this. Mm-hmm. I just want you to get that. So I, I love that. And I love that there's also somebody out there that has a voice, has a platform that will be amplifying that message because it really, you can't say that enough. It needs to be heard because yeah, we hear this a lot, but the people actually living it out, it's, it seems it's, I don't come across a lot of people in my world. Um, yeah. So that's awesome. I want you, since you, I feel like I'm dripping, dripping in wisdom, okay? <laughs> and I want you to leave us with some um, parting words, even though I feel like I'm, I'm full to overflow right now. I still want some more because I'm greedy. <laughs> um, I want, uh, what is your advice for people, you know, somebody that will come across this? And we'll say, I, you know, I'm that aspiring writer and I don't even know where to start. Like, what is your advice for that person? Yeah, my, my advice, I think it, it really starts with like knowing what it is that you are passionate about, right? Like knowing that niche mm-hmm. and committing to that as opposed to, um, you know, trying to do any and everything. 
Right. Um, Because I think a lot of times we we try to do whatever we think is most popular. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when it's not authentic, like people don't really care to really, you know, support it. So I think knowing what you want to write about, knowing what your passion is and getting the expertise if you don't already have it. Right. Uh, And then having something to show for your work. Like, I think if you don't have a byline with um, an outlet, like, I don't know, Madame Noir or the Atlantic or um, Shondaland or whatever, um, Mm -hmm. write for yourself, write for your own blog, like have something to show so that when you do pitch um, to these different outlets, you can have a body of work that they can pull from and see like exactly what your strengths are, you know? That's good. Uh, and then I guess the last thing would be like, just to be attention grabbing, okay. look at, you can look at um, something that other people have written about, but write about it from a different angle. Think about it from a different perspective. Like sometimes you just have to sit and stare at something mm-hmm. um, to see what it could actually be um, mm-hmm. that's innovative and different. And so I, I think that's, uh, that, that would be like the last piece that I would say. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in line with that um, purpose, you know, this is all about purpose. And um, my my um, listeners have, you know, in the past asked me, um, how do you find, how do I find my purpose? And that's like the big, that's a, it's such a heavy question, but um, I want to know from you, how would you, you know, advise somebody when they're like, I'm looking for my purpose? What would you say to them? Um, I would say, I think that we've made it a lot harder than it actually is. Like finding your purpose, I think is much simpler than we made it. Um, Especially in my own life, because I think I was looking for purpose in, uh, I guess, I guess what would make me, be more likable to people as opposed to what has been the through line in my life from, from when I was young till now, like what are the things that have always been consistent in my life? The things that have always been consistent for me is that since I was a kid, I've always been an encourager. Um, I've always been somebody who, who wanted to help the underdog. Um, whether, whether that was like me trying to take care of all the sick animals or me, like, you know, standing up for somebody that someone else bullied, Mm-hmm. Um, that has, uh, something that's been consistent in my life. Writing has been consistent in my life from first grade. First grade was when I got my first journal. Um, wow. and it has been consistent in my life. Wow. Um, wanting to tell stories has been consistent in my life. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes we push those things aside because we're afraid to actually pursue them. And then we keep asking what our purpose is. Well, your purpose is what you keep denying, wow. <laughs> you know, wow. because you want to yeah. play it safe. That's good. I think it's just really taking the time to sit down and look at your life and say, what have, what, what's been consistent? What has always shown up in my life at various points that I keep, I keep denying out of fear. Wow. That's good. That's really good. Um, so as far as self-develop, self, self-development, developing yourself, um, Mm -hmm. what are some books, some resources that you would recommend to people to that, especially they want to grow and be better in 2019. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> right now the, 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 the most helpful book for myself within the past, like two years has been boundaries by doctors, Henry cloud and Dr. Yes. John Townsend. Okay. That book, I can't even tell you, like, I mean, just within like the first week of me reading it, 
I was just seeing so many different things in my life where I was like, oh my God, like I didn't know that I was doing this or I didn't realize that this was unhealthy. And it's just like, it breaks it down and it breaks it down biblically too. So um, for people who are believers, it's a great resource because not only are these people speaking from their career perspective and their career expertise, but they're also breaking it down from the word of God. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely. Um, So that's a really great book. Um, I really liked um, Dr. Cindy Trim's The 40 Day Soul Fast. Okay. That book is full of questions. So if you are like in a state of disarray and you have no clue which way is up, Mm -hmm. answering those questions that come up in that book will get you right. Like you will, you'll have so much more clarity about your life. Okay. Uh, and then the last one that I would re- want to recommend is Everybody Always. And oh, I just got that. Oh, God. I forgot the man's name. What is his Bob, name? Bob Goff. Is that who you're yes. talking Yes. That book is so, 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 so good. Like, I, I can't even, like, explain it. Just buy it and read it, and you'll be better for it. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm excited. I literally just got it. So I'm excited to dig into that one. Yeah, I love it. What is your personal vision? I just did my vision board like yesterday. (laughs) So I'm really excited about it. But what is your um, personal vision for 2019? My personal vision for 2019? I think so in the past I have, I I still have to do my vision board. I haven't done one yet. But in the past I've I've been like, well, I have to have like a a saying. I have to have a quote. I have to have a mantra for for this new year. And I was like, you know, praying about it and like really like spending time with God. Like what, what is my vision for this new year? And the one word that kept coming up for me is power. Whoa. And I was like, I really think that power really truly defines like all the ways in which I am going to exceed my own expectations in 2019, because I'm thinking like, we always think about power of like how forceful you can be and how, hard you can go and things like that. And that is good. Right. So it's like, I also have the power to hold my tongue Mm. when I, you know what I mean? Well, well. I have the power to restrain myself from doing things that are going to keep me from getting to, you know, the next level. Yeah. I have the power to um, to be consistent. Yeah. You know? And so I'm like power for me is, it's, like a 360 degree like look at what power can actually be yeah. and I'm excited for 2019 like for that to manifest in all of its different ways so the, I think in a single word power is my vision <laughs> wow that's amazing that's good I, I haven't heard that being said before but that's absolutely awesome Ashley you are a one-of-a-kind jewel I mean I literally have enjoyed this interview and I mean that from the bottom of my soul. I really do. And I'm so glad that I got to finally, cause I was like, I want to, you don't understand girl. I had, I, you know, I had a list of people that I wanted to interview and you were right at the top. And I was like, I really want to interview her. And out of just, you know, fear that stupid word. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, I don't know. Cause you know, I just giving myself really lame excuses. And now that I've gotten a chance to talk to you, I I've enjoyed, it. I have to have you back on the show. Um, and not only that, we ha- I don't know, I have to connect with you in some other way because you're absolutely amazing. And I've just really loved this. No, thank you so much for, for inviting me on. And girl, listen, like I'm the most down to earth person. So anytime you want to chat, like we can chat anything. Yeah. Like I just, I really love connecting with people. 
on a really authentic level. You know what I mean? So yeah. 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 And I'm, and, and again, like, I'm really glad that you're doing what you're doing because I don't care if people have a hundred followers or a hundred thousand followers, these messages need to get out. Like they need to get out to people so that people can really um, feel connected to others. You know, I feel like sometimes we go through things alone and we feel like we're the only one. Yeah. And what you're doing is really just speaking life to people. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's really just going into people's homes, into their cars, wherever they listen to their podcast. And it's really just, it's helping people to see themselves in a different light. And so thank you for doing what you're doing because it's needed. It really is. Girl, don't get me to cry yet. Thank you. That's so sweet. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. <laughs> All right. I'm going to let you go. Have an amazing day and I, we will connect soon, soon, soon. Yes. Thank you so much. You have a great rest of your day. Listen, I told y'all it was good, right? I told y'all, next time I tell you something, you better believe me because it was, I know it was amazing. I know, I know, I know. I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. Next time, just believe me and don't waste your time. Don't doubt no more. Just believe me when I tell you something is good. It's good. Yes. Listen, in my excitement, I forgot to tell Ashley to let us know where she is. So I'm going to tell you where she is because you need to find her. Okay. You need to find her, stalk her, follow her because there is much more where that came from, honey. Um, if you want to find Ashley, find her on her website, ashleyjh.com. Again, that's ashleyjh.com. And also you can find her on Instagram at ashleylatruly. Again, that's Ashley L-A truly. And that is the same for her Twitter account. Again, that's Ashley La Truly, Ashley L-A Truly. So, oh my gosh, you guys. I mean, I know that was so good. I know that you got so much out of it because I got so much out of it and felt amazing right after talking to her amazing uplifted inspired and I know that you did too listen I want to know what your favorite part of today's episode was I want to know what your takeaways were so I would love to hear them um there are three ways you we could go about doing this the first would be on um Instagram so right now I'm only on Instagram for right now I don't know when I'm going to be on any other social media platform <laughs> but for right now I'm only on Instagram so you can reach out on Instagram at mmjoyemma um and you know send me leave a comment send me a message and, and I can hear your feedback there and then also you can send me an email uh that's something new that I'm doing this season of the show I'm I'm really excited about that and so you can send an email to take a shot podcast at gmail.com again that's take a shot podcast all one word at gmail.com um then also you can send me a voice message now you can send me a voice message uh you can record your voice message on your phone and you can send it to um, take a shot podcast at gmail.com or you can download the anchor app. Um, when you download the anchor app, you can record your voice message and you can send that straight to my podcast as well. Either way, I would so love to hear from you. As always, I can't wait to talk to you in the next episode. Bye, guys. Oh, darling, won't you stay? It's been one hell of a day It shouldn't rain like this in L.A. Ooh, yeah Baby, 